0: Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Jens Nelson. And I'm Lucas Stock. And this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Uh, Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. So it has been a while. Lucas and I have been busy. We we got ahead for a little while, but it's been like two weeks since we recorded last, but it, it feels like an eternity. Um, so we're still in Martyr May, it's, it's still, it's still May, if you can believe that, even though it seems like the months are just flying by, uh, but it's, it's, it's a new Friday edition of, of Christians of History in the month of Martyr May, and we're going to be talking about not one, but 21 Christians of History, 21 Martyrs, so why don't you take it away, Lucas?
1: Yeah, so I was really excited when we talked about doing a month devoted to to looking at martyrdom and talking about different martyrs in history. This was one of the first stories that, that came into my mind. And um, it's a story that has really stuck with me for a variety of reasons um, since I first heard about it. And one of the most, I guess, unique, at least compared to the other um, stories that we're talking about this month and, and in general... The Christians of history stories that we look at and people that we look at. Um, I remember this happening. I, I don't remember exactly where I was when I heard about it, but I remember seeing this in the news. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people who who see this or hear this will also remember it because it wasn't that long ago. It was it was in 2015, which is. Um, not long ago <laughs> at all. Um, so it's it's a bit of a different take for a Christians of History episode because it's very recent history. Um, but nonetheless, it is a very fitting episode, I think, for our look at martyrs throughout the month of May. So the 21, you know, we can kind of refer to them as the 21 Coptic Martyrs. Um, the... Story is not a very like long one. There's um, not not really much of anything that I know of these specific people and their background and their um, their lives or, or you know how they came to the point that they came uh, in Libya in 2015. Um, but there were there were 20 people from Egypt and then one man from Ghana. Um, And they, uh, most of them were poor migrant workers working in Libya. Um, And at some point between December 2014 and January 2015, these 21 Christians were abducted by uh, Daesh, Islamic State ISIS, uh, in Libya. And ISIS kind of publicized what they were doing by saying that they were avenging um, a group of women who had been allegedly tortured and murdered by the Coptic Church of Egypt. I am fairly certain that this part has no basis um, in terms of any sort of real evidence or facts that anything like that happened, or much less that these 21 individuals were involved in anything like that. Um, I, I, As far as I know, there, there's never been any sort of, you know, corroboration that what ISIS was claiming, you know, was sort of their motivation for abducting these men. Were doesn't seem to be, you know, I don't know. Doesn't seem to be real. Um, but they they published photographs. So I, you've probably seen. Maybe we can link to one. I don't know. I I'm not sure. Um, but there's there's video and and pictures of. The, these 21 men being led along the beach by the water and they're wearing like orange like prison jumpsuits almost. Um, and those are kind of the, the, I think, the very iconic almost um, images that are associated with this story. Uh, the, those photographs were originally published by uh, ISIS in their like media newspaper um, magazine thing called um, Dabiq. And they were they were these men were lined up and they were beheaded. And there's, you know, ISIS also posted a video of them actually beheading them online um, as well. And this was back in 2015. You know, I don't know. A lot of the details in terms of just the history of where ISIS had presence and, and how strong they were or, or activities they were engaged in or any of that. But I definitely remember back in 2015, ISIS was a little more prominent on the international stage as far as news and as far as um, their actual, you know, presence throughout not only Libya, but also North Africa and the Middle East Um this was, I, I, if I remember correctly, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jensen, like, I remember this as being kind of the height of ISIS's, like, presence, as far as me hearing about it, yeah. you know, here in the States kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, um, I don't even remember, like, when in 2015 it happened, like, if it would have been while we were at Moody. Like, cause 2015 was my first year there, so in the in the fall of 2015. Um, it, was, it was it
1: like- was in, I, I probably should, it was in February, okay. I should have, I this Took place then. This okay. martyrdom was it was in February. Yeah, I, um, I
0: remember hearing about it. I remember, and like you said, I remember that ISIS was kind of like you said at its height, but it's uh, it's kind of foggy in my
1: mind. Yeah, and it's it's just like it. What's I think what one of the reasons that, like I said, there's a bunch of reasons why this story sticks out to me. One is just how recent it was, and that I remember actually seeing this happen in the news. Another was how just kind of shocking the pictures were of, and, and this is true of, of all the images that I've ever seen, um, of ISIS, like execution pictures or whatever. Cause they, they, they publicize this stuff, you know, on purpose. That's part of, part of what they're doing. Um, or part of why they're doing it. But, um, the, the, like I said, the images of these dudes wearing, wearing, um, orange jumpsuits and they're kind of being led one by, you know, each of them has like a an ISIS guard almost that, that's leading them and they're all dressed in all black and their faces are covered. It's just, it's a very striking picture on the beach in the sun, you know, it, it's it's very striking. Like, it's a very well-made kind of like propaganda thing to do is to not only videotape executing these, these guys, but to do it in the way that ISIS did it, it really accomplishes like I haven't even seen the video because I have no interest in watching something like that. But but even six years later, it, it you know, those images stick with me. Um, but also it it's such a it's kind of, cra- you know, for for our perspective, from our perspective in the world, from where we're living, it, it's kind of crazy to just think about 21 people. Like that's a lot of people that die in one attack or, you know, um, one, you know. Incident, but for all of them to basically just be rounded up because of their religion, it's quite a it's quite a shocking kind of thing to think about. At least it is it is for me. It is for I think those of us who live in the setting that we do here in the West, where it's a very different reality. Um, and also, it I think it's just something that really seems to have struck like the Christian world in general. Um, it, it's not something that was kind of uh isolated to north Africa it's not you know it was this was big news even even in like secular news um but also in the response of of other christians there was in um in 2020 I believe oh I'm sorry this year 2021 um there was uh Pope Francis kind of, spoke at and, and and the Vatican kind of hosted this this online because this I think this was right around the beginning of covid um, this like memorial with with people from different um, traditions the uh the Coptic pope was there the Archbishop of canterbury was there um like this was kind of an ecumenical thing where um Pope Francis talked about these 21 people saying that they, quote, bore witness to Jesus Christ. Um, He said, quote, ordinary men, fathers of families, men with the desire to have children, men with the dignity of workers who not only seek to bring home bread, but to bring it home with the dignity of work. Their throats slit by the brutality of ISIS. They died saying, Lord Jesus, confessing the name of Jesus. So that was, again, a quote from Pope Pope Francis. Um, And it's... It's just quite, again, a testament to how striking and significant something like this is, Um, because you've got, like I mentioned, not just the Coptic leaders, but Roman Catholic and Anglican and many, many others as well, both at this event earlier this year, but just in general. This is something that is remembered. Um, it's, It's really, really a... I just, I, I'm struggling to find words, and this is probably kind of a difficult episode to listen to just because I'm kind of scattered a little bit. But part of that is just because I'm not quite sure what to say, you know, other than just to call attention to this story, which you can read all kinds of news reports, you know, comments from, from different church leaders and churches and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's weird because it on the one hand, approaching... This month, where we're looking at martyrdom stories, we're looking at individual martyrs, groups of martyrs, different, you know, time periods and different ways that we can think about and reflect on martyrdom. It's so weird to come to what is, for most of us, a news story. You know, we read the news all the time, or we see the news, or we hear, you know, different things that are going on. But, like, to have this kind of overlap where... There, you know as I was preparing for this episode I was reading news stories you know like one of the one of the stories that I that I'm referencing is is an article in Forbes which is just not where I would mentally associate you know going to look for um, research for doxology content you know what I mean like it's and it's just it's just a really I think striking story because it doesn't sound like it belongs, and of course, murdering twenty one people never belongs anywhere. but it it sounds like something we'd read about in in a history book. And I think we'll, you know, we'll we'll talk a little more about this coming up in and as we you know move towards wrapping up Martyr Month. No spoilers, but it just is something that um, has really has really struck me, you know, ever since I heard about it. Um, as, I, I think I heard about it when it happened, but certainly, many years ago now, and it's something that I think needs to be, like, ought to be remembered through things like, you know, Pope Francis's comments. I think that's that's a great sort of testimony to their testimony of, of these people who, as far as we know, literally did nothing other than just being Christians, uh, dying on a beach, just, you know, affirming and, and remaining faithful to their commitment to, to Jesus. Um, and I mentioned earlier that one of, one of them was, was not Egyptian, was not like ethnically Coptic. Um, but he was, he was from Ghana and he, you know, I kind of think of, um, I kind of think of Ruth, you know, cleaving to Naomi, like your God is my God. Um, and, and where you die, I will die. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know the background. I don't know if he was a longtime Christian who came to befriend these guys or, 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 or not, but um, he certainly died a martyr's death along with the rest of them. Um, and I think that it's just, you know, there's, there's one last thing I'll say is the, the, on our social media, you can find the, the image for this episode uh, that, that we're gonna post is uh, like the background image on the title slide that we post for every episode is, is an icon of these 21 um, people. Um, I believe if I, I might have my dates wrong, but I believe it was the next day, or maybe it was the next week. Um, they were actually all canonized as saints hmm. in the Coptic Church. That's cool. Which if you you know if you look at, I, I don't know a lot about the, the way that, that those that process happens in the in the Coptic Church, but I know in, in like the Roman Church, that's that's a very long process usually. <laughs> you know, But I think there's something to be said for just how quickly, This event has kind of taken on this, in in a real sense, the this the story of a martyr, you know, a martyrdom story, not not just merely a story of persecuted Christians that we that we see as a testimony and, and and a witness, but in 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 a true sense, like we can, even though this was so recent, we can really look at this as an example of martyrdom and. Um, I, I can't imagine it's one that is going to be forgotten anytime soon. No, um, I by, mean we've talked. The church.
0: Yeah, we've talked about some older martyrdoms. You know, we, we, we talked about um, Polycarp, for example, and, and the, the book that was written about his martyrdom. And it almost just seems fanciful, you know. It's so long ago. It's so distant, not just historically, but so like societal. Like it's just it's just different. Like the 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 way that. Um, you know, he was taken in front of the, the arena and whatever. Like it, it just, it's, it almost feels like you're just watching a movie or you're just hearing another story. Um, but when you see something that took place like in our lifetime, like I'm sure that nobody that listens to this podcast was not alive. Like I'm, I doubt we have any four year olds unless you're hanging out with mom and dad, like every <laughs> single one of you listening to this, you were alive when these 21 people were, were martyred. And like you're saying, it is a witness. It's a testimony. It's a, um, a reminder even it's it, and I'm reminded of that, that quote, you know, the, um, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And in a, in a very real way there, I'm sure there were a ton of people who, you know, as awful as, as it is to, to hear of this, who were um, led to the Lord through it, who were, um, you know, amazed at their courage, amazed at their dedication, their, their boldness to remain faithful to their Lord, even to the point of death. Um, it's a, it's a noble, It's a um, honorable thing. So do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I don't. All right. Well, thank you, Lucas, uh, for taking the time to to do a little bit of digging into their into their story and thank you for listening to this episode of the doxology podcast if you'd like to connect with us you can find us on twitter and instagram uh, if you haven't found us on instagram go find us because we have a very small following compared to our twitter so at doxology podcast uh, or you can email us at doxologypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, we always welcome your feedback questions episode ideas um, but in the end we hope that you're doing well and we'd love to hear from you peace